Hi and welcome to Woodside Weekly, bite-sized, digestible, authentic English, straight to your inbox. Phrasal power. What is a phrasal verb? Well, a phrasal verb is a combination of a verb and a preposition or adverb. And when they're used together, they have a different meaning to the original verb when it's alone. Now, I get you, they can be an absolute nightmare for non-native speakers of English and for English learners. Learning something that doesn't exist in your own language can be really tough, I remember. And actually, until I started teaching English and listening to myself, talking to my family and friends, I actually had no idea what a phrasal verb was. And I certainly didn't realise just how common they are. One of the handicaps for English language learners is that phrasal verbs often have idiomatic or colloquial uses. Now, I'm sure you've heard the phrase chill out or hang out. These are quite common. Sometimes the meaning of a phrasal verb can be more obvious and you can guess it from the context or from perhaps breaking it down and thinking about each individual part of the phrasal verb to try to understand it. Unfortunately, that doesn't always work and you have to tediously learn the meanings one by one and try to incorporate them into your language. Now, if you're going to do that, you'll incorporate them first of all in a passive way, which means you'll be understanding them when you're reading and listening. And then To try and get them into your passive vocabulary, you need to consciously start trying to use them actively in any language that you produce, such as when you're writing or speaking. Now, I think from experience, learning phrasal verbs in context is one of the best ways to learn. Now, I would advise you to learn the common ones. If you hear them in conversation and you're unsure about the meaning, Don't get too hung up on it. There's another phrasal verb for you, to get hung up on something. That means to worry about something. So don't worry about it too much. If you do study phrasal verbs, you'll probably end up understanding more of them than you actually use, because they may not come as naturally to you as they would a native speaker, unless you make a real conscious effort to learn them. So my advice is, if you want to try and learn phrasal verbs, don't learn a whole list of them. Choose a couple, try and learn them, try and practice them in a context, and by writing or using them in speaking. And that's it, just little by little. And also, learn the ones you think you will use, because obviously there are some phrasal verbs that are more frequently used than others. If you're not sure, then ask somebody, Uh, If you've got a teacher, say, is this phrasal verb uh, commonly used or not? Types of phrasal verbs. Now we can divide phrasal verbs into four types. Stay with me here. Don't think I'm getting too technical for you. There's a reason I'm explaining this and hopefully it will make your life easier. Have you ever noticed when you are looking at a phrasal verb in English, 
Sometimes you see the verb and the preposition or the adverb together, and sometimes they're separated. So sometimes you might hear, pick the baby up. So you've got pick and then the baby in the middle and then up, the preposition at the end. Or you might hear, pick up the baby. So you've got pick up together and then the object afterwards. Why? Why can you say calm someone down but not calm down someone? Why can you say put up with something or put up with something but not put someone or put something up with? Oof. Ah, this is complicated, right? Okay, let me try and explain. As I said in the beginning, we can break down phrasal verbs into four types. They can be transitive. Now that means that the phrasal verb needs an object, a direct object. So, for example, I ran into my mum in the supermarket. My mum is the object. To run into, just by the by, means to bump into, to meet someone by chance. So I ran into my mum in the supermarket. My mum is the object. You can't say, I ran into, with nothing else. It doesn't make sense. So if a phrasal verb is transitive, it needs an object. If it's intransitive, this phrasal verb, this type of phrasal verb, doesn't need an object. So I could say, for example, I get up at 7am. Get up is an intransitive phrasal verb because there is no object after it. It doesn't need one. Now, when you look these phrasal verbs up in the dictionary, it will tell you if they are transitive or intransitive. So remember, transitive needs an object. Intransitive doesn't need an object. Then we have to make sure we know if the phrasal verb is separable. That means if we can separate it. So when you see a separable phrasal verb, you might see, for example, the verb, then the object in the middle and the preposition after. So if the phrasal verb is separable, we can do this. All right. So you, if pick up, for example, is separable, pick the baby up or we can use pick up together. So pick up the baby, pick up the baby, pick the baby up. All right, it's separable. We can separate the verb from the preposition. For example, more examples, take off, take my shoes off, take off my shoes. Okay, normally when they're separable, we can separate them or not. All right, it's optional. But as a native speaker, I'm more likely to say take my shoes off rather than take off my shoes. Maybe that's just personal preference. I don't know. Look up. So you can look up some information or look some information up on the computer. So that's separable. There's no difference in meaning when you separate the verb from the preposition or the adverb. Now, the last type of phrasal verb are inseparable. So this means that the verb is glued to the preposition or the adverb. So he came across a photo in his drawer. We couldn't say he came a photo across in his drawer. Just doesn't make sense. So if they're inseparable, then the verb is glued to the preposition or the adverb. 
what you have to think about is when you're perhaps looking at these in the dictionary, as I said, it will tell you if they are transitive, intransitive, separable or inseparable. Today we're going to talk specifically about phrasal verbs with put. Alright, so I'm going to explain what they mean, tell you if they're transitive, intransitive, and give you some examples. So, to put on, put on, it's transitive, so that means it needs an object. Alright, so you put something on. It's separable, so we can separate the verb from the preposition. Now, to put on means to wear clothing or accessories, to put them on your body. So I need to put on a coat. It's cold. All right, so there we've left the the verb and the preposition together, but we can also separate it if we want with no change to the meaning. So I need to put a coat on. I'm cold. Now, put on has another meaning, and when it has the other meaning, which means to activate or turn something on, it's transitive. It's separable, the same, all right? So you can put the fire on, it's chilly, or put on the fire. Put off. Now, the meaning of put off means to postpone or to delay. It's transitive, so it needs an object, so you put something off, and it's also separable. So you can separate the verb and the preposition and put the object in the middle. So let's put the meeting off, the boss is ill. Let's put off the meeting until tomorrow. Put up with, put up with. This is transitive, so it needs an object. It's non-separable, so we can't separate this one. Put up with, they have to go together, they're glued together. To put up with means to tolerate. So I don't know how you put up with your neighbour. He's an idiot. Put away. Put away. That's transitive, so it needs an object. It's separable, so you can put the object in the middle or leave them together and put the object afterwards. So it means to tidy up or to store things, to put them in their place. So after dinner, please put away the dishes. There, we've put the verb together and then we've put the object afterwards. Put away the dishes. But because it's transitive, we can say, put the dishes away. Please put the dishes away after dinner. Put together. Now, this means to assemble or to create. It's transitive, so it needs an object. And it's separable. So let's put together the furniture we bought from Ikea. Let's put the Ikea furniture together. Everybody's favourite hobby. Okay, next one. To put down. Put down. This means to criticise or to make somebody look ridiculous. Put down. It's transitive. It's separable. So it's transitive. It needs an object. It's separable. And it means to criticise or to demean. To make somebody look little. To demean. So I could say, it's not right to put people down based on their appearance. Or... She's always putting him down. See him there, the object in the middle. Put out. To put out. To put out is transitive. It's separable and it means to extinguish 
or produce. So he put out the fire with a bucket of water, or he put the fire out with a bucket of water. So just to finish off today, a super quick exercise to see if you were able to correct the type of common mistakes other students like you might make. Obviously, other students like you who don't listen to these audios or read these articles. If you know of anyone, remember to share it with them. They may need it. It could make their life better. So if I turned to you and I said, please put away, why is that wrong? Well, It's because put away is a transitive verb, so it needs an object. It needs something after it or in the middle of it. So please put it away. Please put them away. Please put the book away. Put the shoes away. Or put away your shoes. Put away your book. But you need an object. Number two. This next one. Listen carefully. I don't know how you put your brother up with. I don't know how you put your brother up with. Now, as a native speaker, that just sounds wrong. It sounds completely wrong. And why? Because this verb is inseparable. means that you cannot put the object in the middle between the verb and the preposition. Put up with someone. I don't know how you put up with your brother. Now remember, to put up with someone means to stand someone. And the next one. I need to put the oven on an hour before dinner. What's wrong with that one? I need to put the oven on an hour before dinner. Ha, here I've tricked you. This one is absolutely fine because put on, it's separable and it's transitive. I need to put the oven on or I need to put on the oven. I tricked you. Sorry, I hope you didn't fall for it. And that's all for this week. Thanks very much for listening to Woodside Weekly. I'll be back again next week with more. If you did enjoy the podcast, then please remember to like and share. Thanks for listening.